The following interview originally aired on KPOV 88.9 on the Friday Point. You can listen to The Point 9 a.m. each weekday at 88.9 FM or at kpov.org. May, the month that is the observance of OAM, Older Americans Month, another acronym for some seniors like myself to momentarily or longer struggle with the meaning of this P-O-O-P, poop. This stuff, a grouping of capital letters that one might not easily be able to decipher from another group of capital letters. Well, OMG, DYI, and LOL. I am not A-OK. I've often mentioned, after 72 years of personal experience, the last thing you want to lose is your sense of humor. When the CRS can't remember stuff, or the CRP can't remember poop sets in, and everybody else but you has a laugh at your expense, don't lose your sense of humor. As comedian Ricky Gervais said famously, are we having a laugh here? I sure hope so. With us today is Denise Labuda, an ardent student as much as an expert as anyone can be on the subject of aging. Denise Labuda is Director of Communications for the COA, Council on Aging. Steve is my name, and aging is the game, and I'm here with my definitely better half, my ageless wife, the love of my life, Paula. And you are at the Week's End Point, Central Oregon's premier community affairs program. Every May, the ACL, Administration for Community Living, leads the nation's observance of OAM, Older Americans Month. In 2022, the ACL will be focusing on aging in place, how older adults can plan to stay in their homes and live independently in their communities for as long as possible. The 2022 theme is Age My Way, an opportunity for all of us to explore the many ways older adults can remain in and be involved in their communities. We're going to be discussing how planning, participation, accessibility, and making connections all play a role in aging in place, emphasizing what each person needs and prefers is unique. That's all coming up after I read a letter from the White House, the presidential mansion on the Hill. This is only an excerpt from the letter from the White House. During Older Americans Month, OAM, we honor our nation's seniors and the tremendous impact they have made on helping build a more perfect union. Older Americans contribute their time and wisdom to make our communities stronger and more informed and better connected. They are our loved ones, friends, mentors, essential workers, volunteers, and neighbors. We celebrate their achievements and recommit to providing our elders with the support and services that they need to thrive and age with dignity. Older adults have always been a vital source of strength and resilience in America. During the pandemic, many seniors came out of retirement to serve their communities in health care and educational roles. Filling job vacancies in critical shortage areas moving forward, we must ensure that older Americans have the appropriate resources to maintain their independence and stay connected to their communities. And now, on with the show. Our guest today is Denise Labuda, Director of Communications for the Council on Aging of Central Oregon. Denise is here to remind us that May is Older Americans Month. Every May, the Administration for Community Living, the ACL, leads the nation's observance of Older Americans Month. 
In 2022, the ACL will be focusing on aging in place, how older adults can plan to stay in their homes and live independently in their communities for as long as possible. The 2022 theme is Age My Way, an opportunity for all of us to explore the many ways older adults can remain in and be involved with their communities. Welcome to the show, Denise. Well, hi, Steve. I'm very excited to be here. And we're always happy to have you as a guest. I think that you've brought an awareness about aging, obviously, and uh, it is very challenging. So why don't you go ahead and, and if you want to expound a little bit on what is Older American Month? The Older Americans Month has been around since President Kennedy, so back in the early 60s. And it was really at that time called Senior Citizen Month, but we kind of are moving away from using terms like senior citizen and moved to basically celebrate the contributions that older Americans make to our communities. Without them, I don't think we would be whole. And I think sometimes we forget that once someone has retired, they're maybe not so productive as they used to be in their youth. So we kind of I think, need to be reminded every once in a while that seniors contribute to our community all the way through their aging process. So I'm excited to sort of chat a little bit with you today about this because we just don't want to lose sight of these important people. You bet. I think we've become such a youth-oriented society that we, I, I won't say we ignore seniors, but we don't give them the respect they're due. We were all taxpayers when we were younger. And we deserve at least some voice. <laughs> yes. And I, you know, I think it's really interesting. We are a society that's built on some strong, independent cultural views. And somewhere along the way, we decided that aging was somehow going to turn into this sort of declining, you are not as useful, you're not as productive, you're not as whatever. And the reality is that's not right. We have the most wisdom coming out of those who have had the longest lives because they've lived through enough stuff. We have the ability for those people to help the young people and be a part of giving them sort of a guide post as they begin their lives or move through their middle of life. So I think, you know, the ageism in our country is, is bigger than I would like to see it. And so a part of this work of keeping people paying attention to the elderly is because they really are valuable. And so that's kind of the best we can do is just let people know everyone in our community has a reason to be here and a reason to help. So let's take advantage of that. Yeah. And I think that the fact that our world has become more fractured than it ever has in terms of, you know, people moving away from family and all that, that we miss a lot of that family contact. And I can personally say that the older people that were in my young life were really valuable and I really appreciate it. And it's kind of a shame that we are such a fractured society. Well, and what I think is interesting, I agree with you, is that we can maybe begin to rethink about how to bring that intergenerational piece back in our lives, but it's just not going to be our biological family. So I can have an, a neighbor who's 90 years old who I can interact with who's not my grandmother. I can also do some mentoring to a college kid who isn't one of my niece or nephews or one of my kids or whatever. So I think 
what I would love to be able to see and others like to see is that we we don't lose sight of that intergenerational importance and the capacity that that gives our world, but that we just get over this thing about, well, they're not my family because we just don't have enough. And when you look at the statistics now, boomers are having less children than the family, than their parents and the parents before them. They are divorced more frequently than any other generation. And so there's not going to be that biological group under them to help take care of them in the old hundreds, thousands of years that we've been doing things. But we certainly have plenty of people who can help each other who are at all these ages. So I think that's what we're hoping is the shift to letting people age in place within a community where people are going to be willing to help. And it's just not their grandparents or their kids, but they're going to help other people that are not related to them, but are critical to the success of their community. I think a really important term that's kind of been beat up is tribalism. And in a sense, tribalism is a good thing. What we experienced in Hawaii is most people that were seniors that were not related were referred to as auntie and uncle. And I think the idea of using brother and sister is really important because we all are connected. No question in my mind. How about that theme, Age My Way? I love it. Um, Because at the end of the day, why wouldn't we want to age the way we want to? And so... I think what this brings for us this year is a chance for families and friends and communities to step back a minute and say, okay, if I'm going to be aging, I'm about to turn 65 myself. So what I have to begin to think about this, am I going to age in the house I'm in now? Am I going to age in, maybe I want to downsize to a condo or I want to go live in a warm climate. I'm done living in winter. I mean, I have to think about these things. What's going to make it easy for me to be able to age at home. I also want to stay involved. The longest, the best indicator of a long life is having connections and purpose. So how do we set people up to be connected even when they stop driving, when they don't have easy access to getting around? How do we keep our seniors connected to us and make them feel like they're part of something? How do we build houses that are safe? So what if you have stairs to get into your house? Is that going to work if you end up some point not having mobility sort of skills or capacity to do that anymore? Um, So there are ways now that we can be thinking ahead, both individually, like you and me, and our city. So in Oregon, Central Oregon, we're going to be 25% over the age of 65 by 2040. 25%. One in four of us. So do we have the right transportation systems? Are we building houses right? How are we going to connect those seniors if they aren't driving? Is our transportation system going to be good enough? Or what other pieces do we have to add to it? So there's sort of our own individual opportunities to think about how I want to age in place. But there's also a community need to step up to this very different composite of the demography of our communities. We don't need swing sets as much as we used to. (laughs) We're now going to need benches. (laughs) So when we're out walking, we have benches more frequently, so we can still be out walking, but have a chance to sit and rest if we want to, rather than having to walk for a mile before there's another bench. So these are some things I think are going to be important for Bend and Redmond and Prineville and all of us here in Central Oregon to be thinking about. Um, And then each of us individually to sort of go, wow, or how to help an older person think about these who's in your life. 
Right. Well, and I think there's a distinct commonality between the homeless and seniors. You know, they share a lot of the same challenges. And, you know, in meeting one set of challenges is going to help everybody. I think so. And homelessness, sadly, is going to grow in the senior population. We are living longer than we thought we would. We have to now stretch retirement dollars for upwards of 30 years, which wasn't initially kind of in the plan. Um, So we are likely to see some uptick in our senior population also beginning to grapple with homelessness. So there's lots of reasons to be proactive. Let's plan for this stuff. How many seniors have a will and have thought about what they want to do as they age and how are they going to distribute any of their assets? How do they want to have the end of life happen? You know, there's, we need to talk about these things and not do it when someone's in an emergency room. These are things that I think never become that much of a concern till we get to about the age of 55. And then it seems like, like everything speeds up really quick. And before you know it, you're 70. Or you're 80 or you're 85. Exactly. I I now have a whole bunch of friends I used to work with when I was younger who are retired, obviously much ahead of me. They're now in their eighties and I'm inspired by them. You know, I had grandparents who lived to be one lived to be 95, one lived to be 85 and the grandpas died in their seventies. So I had this interesting view and it was the women who lived longer, but they were not active in their communities. They were pretty reliant on their families. And I'm like, I don't know that that's the way I want to age. So we all have to think about this. You know, I want to keep learning. I want to keep being a part of contributing. Maybe it's volunteering. Maybe I still work as long as I'm capable. Why not keep working? Because we have a lot of skills and a lot of talents. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more fully. You know, that's why we're both here today. Exactly. (laughs) Because we have something something to say and we're still capable of doing it. Yes, And, and, you know, I I think ultimately one of the things that that has always bothered me is the fact that we just don't give the elderly the dignity that they deserve. There are some, you know, if if you take the time to get to know somebody's inside story, usually you find out pretty fascinating. Yes, indeed. And, you know, life happens to all of us. We aren't able to predict it all. We aren't able to plan for everything. We aren't able to... um, second guess. And so you're right. Those people that sometimes are sitting in a corner having a cup of coffee, it's worth just sitting down and talking to them. Because who knows, maybe they served in a war. Maybe they had a spouse die really young and they raised their children independently. I mean, you just don't know until you actually spend the time to meet people. And, you know, I think that's the most valuable part of being a human being is getting to know other human beings. And then we can help each other along the way. So, Being aware that we have this many seniors in our community and that there's a lot less family support nearby, we just have to start stepping up and saying, how are we all going to help get this community to age healthy, engaged, happy? I mean, why wouldn't you want to be happy? So how do we do this with the team of people? So. Yeah, it's aging gracefully. And and it reminds me of a comedian, Hermione Gingold, who is way back in time and she once wrote a book the art of aging disgracefully <laughs> oh no well i don't know that one interesting but, but i but i think part of what that is is that uh you know if we keep the mental sharpness we can maintain our sense of humor and boy of everything we possess our sense of humor may be the most important thing of all as we age it, it is because life you know aging isn't going to be easy 
by the time we're 85, the average 85 year old has five chronic conditions. It could just be a little bit less hearing skills, a little loss of vision. It could be mobility, your gut arthritis, could be diabetes. It could be a lot of other things that are much more serious. But if you start to have those things be a part of your life, then you really are going to have to be okay with those changes and not fight them and not be angry, not be mad. But in fact, go, oh, okay, well, here's my new limits then. Now what can I do? As we enter into this month, I think it's important to mention the COA and how important the COA actually is. Well, thank you. Yes, this, the Council on Aging has been here for 47, about 47 years now. And our role is exclusively to help people age in place. That's the reason we're here. That's the reason we were put into effect, um, along with many, many other organizations like ourselves across the country. Healthy aging is a continuous process of optimizing the opportunities to maintain and improve your physical and mental health, stay independent, and have the best quality of life. So what we do is help people from 16 above and their caregivers, who typically are family members, or friends, someone from your religious organization, someone from your next door. How do we help people navigate the path of aging? And nobody ages the same way. So I might start out with just issues of housing, and then I have some medical issues, and then I have some legal issues. So that could be different than you, Steve. You could end up with having some health issues first, and you need to navigate on trying to figure out how to work through those issues or what kind of help you need. So that's what we're here for. We have an opportunity to give you information, you and your family, refer you to the people in Central Oregon that can really help you for the issue at that point. And then we actually do some services in the community to help basically keep seniors fed with nutrition and connection, safe and actively part of a community, which are those key things that will improve your mental health, improve your physical health, and give you some form of purpose because you're connected into your community. I have to say one of the most important things that my wife and I did when we moved in to our current house in Redmond is we made a, a distinct effort to connect with all of our neighbors. So, you know, every time the paramedics show up or some we're all interested in just exactly what's going on with that individual. And we've all helped each other out, which yep. I, I, I think your neighbors become one of your most important assets as we age. Yes, because they are right there. They're much closer perhaps than your family or other people in your life, distant or not. So yes, that's really key. And I think would like the Council on Aging just to be your neighbor. We have been, we're experts in aging. We can help direct you where to go. We can help you solve problems and we will continue to stay current with how new things come into the market here, how new services, new opportunities to do things, and hopefully just make that aging path a little bit easier and for everybody, including your family. Yeah, certainly all these challenges were much easier when we were younger. (laughs) Yes, they were, but now we will be there. And so it's like this pay it forward. I mean, your comments about the neighborhood are really about paying it forward. So at some point when you need the help, they'll be there perhaps to help you as well, or at least be a piece of the team. Because, you know, when we always talk about it takes a village to raise a kid, it takes a village to age. Yeah. And in community, it just does. So how can we all step up and 
notice the neighbor down the street, help them with the lawn, help them with snow removal, help them pick up some groceries if they need the help. That's really how this is all going to work at the end of the day to help us all make it to the end as gracefully as we can. I'm glad there's people like you, and I'm glad that people can connect with you. Can you tell our listeners how to get connected? Ah, Yes. So, the Council on Aging is open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. till 4.30 p.m. Call us at any point, um, even after hours. We can just leave a voicemail. Our number is 541-678-5483. And we have a wonderful person who is our information resource specialist, Allison, who's very happy to start the conversation with your family, have it again with you a year later, if that's what happens, um, and just start there. You can also find us on the web at councilonaging.org. So whichever way is easiest to start getting connected to us, please do so. We are really here to help. Well, I want to thank you for blessing our program today. Uh, It's so great to know that there's people out there like you. Well, thank you for giving us the time, Steve. As always, it's lovely to chat with you. All right. Well, thanks again, and we will talk again soon. All right. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon. For more information and our program schedule, go to kpov.org. We value your feedback. Drop us a note at podcast at kpov.org.